and welcome to Music for Life Radio, where we educate you to purposefully self-medicate with music to build mental fitness and power your potential. I am Judith Pinkerton, a licensed music therapist and founder of Music for Life. I am delighted you have joined us as we explore together this month's national theme of professional wellness. During this show, we're going to focus on professional tendencies to eat sugar to manage our adrenaline levels and how that works or not. We know that sugar addiction may negatively impact our mental fitness, so I've invited an expert on our show today who is going to support us looking at managing our adrenaline levels differently and how we can use music possibly as medicine to also manage our adrenaline levels. Our special guest today is Tony Kovach, a certified integrative nutrition health coach and certified with the American Association of Drugless Practitioners with her business called Clear Desire Health and Wellness. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hi, Judith. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so I am so excited to learn more from you, Tony, about you know, what you've actually experienced in your life with health challenges and how you've come to the point that you're at right now where you're looking at how to, you know, manage a variety of different balances or imbalances in our lifestyle and how to really integrate uh, a, a healthier perspective for wellness. So share with us just a little bit about what your life challenges might have been that got you to the point that you're at right now? Well, for me, it, it started in the early 90s, and um, what really brought my awareness to food and sugar was a friend gave me a book that she just loved, and it was called Food Cop. And from there, that really awakened uh, my awareness with food and nutrition and just sparked my interest. But what really um, kicked things into gear for me was in 1998, I was faced with my first health challenge, which was the beginning stages of cervical cancer. And thankfully, I had a doctor, you know, she she told me my treatment options and things that I, you know, can do to take care of this. But what she did foremost with me was educate me on how to become healthier with my food and nutrition and with just the way I'm treating myself. So I did go through some medical procedures, but I read some recommended books she gave me and started following those recommendations, and my whole life just really turned around. I couldn't believe how amazing I could feel. I thought I was doing good before then, but once I started applying these, you know, techniques and strategies and eating better and just taking better care of myself, I really just saw a big shift in in myself and in my nutrition and how I felt. And throughout my lifetime, you know, I've had a couple of um, other health um, challenges such as migraines, depression, some skin conditions, um, candida. And every time I've been faced with a challenge, my first thing I do is check in with myself and what am I feeding my body. And um, it's just been a constant check-in with myself, growing, learning about nutrition, which has um, caused me to, you know, get my certification in health coaching. And now today I just use that passion to share my journey and inspire and empower others to get clear on their health. 
Wow. So I'm still stuck with the surprise that you said that you had cervical cancer or the beginning of it. it. How did you state that? Yeah, it was the beginning stages. You know, I, I, that was quite a while ago. It wasn't full-blown um, cervical cancer at that point, but she, I had a doctor recognizing it uh, to the point where she said we had to do something to treat it. And um, it was a very uh, invasive procedure that we did, but, you know, what I'm so happy and grateful for for this doctor was that she, you know, gave me some books and some education materials that focus more on my nutrition and just, you know, de-stressing my life and taking better care of myself so that it wouldn't reoccur again because, you know, that was her. She was um, more on the holistic side of of practicing than, um, but she was also an office, you know, an OBGYN, but, you know, she also focused on the other side of it as well. So I am to this day grateful for her and her opening my eyes to the alternative way of, of, of dealing with this because this could have been a, an ongoing, um, you know, condition throughout my lifetime or it could have became worse. So I'm very yeah. happy and grateful yeah. for that. You know, I love it when we can find health professionals that don't take our power away and say, I'm God and you're not and do everything that I tell you to do or this is going to happen to you. You know, I so appreciate a health practitioner, regardless of whether they have MD after their name or not, that so supports and empowers you you know, to take charge um, and to be mm-hmm. self-responsible. And so uh, this this is why I'm so grateful that you're willing to come on the show and talk about, you know, what what is an integrative nutrition health coach? How What is that certification? I know you've uh, highlighted on your website several really well-known um, doctors that you've actually had the privilege of working with. Um, so how, what is that program? If people wanted to be able to do it themselves as well, where do they find mm-hmm. out about it? Give us some background about that actual certification, please. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, when I became interested in becoming a, a health coach, I, I did quite a broad search, and I had it narrowed down to two different schools. Uh, but this particular school is called Integrative um, School of Nutrition, IIN is what it's known for, and um, I was looking at the founder, Josh Rosenthal, and the many different people that he worked with when he developed this program. They were doctors, they were nutritionalists, they were also life coaches and spiritual coaches. They just were a wide variety of people, not just, you know, what foods are good for you what you need to eat, um, it, you know, it was a really broadened um, school bringing you, to the, bringing you together for the overall wellness and well-being of your life and your body. And Joshua's um, main focus is there is no one path to true health. You know, what may work for me may not work for you. And so by being aware of all the different options and being open to your body and connecting with it and finding out what really works for you, then you can connect to your true balance and health because we're all biologically different. 
And so, you know, if, if the acting diet, for example, works for you, that may, I may do horrible on that diet. And I think that's what gets a lot of people confused with health. They'll say, oh, this, you know, we'll get on this um, new fad diet and everybody's trying this and some people go, oh, yeah, that worked great for me. And other people, oh, I don't know, this didn't do anything for me. And what people, what, you know, a lot of us need to do is just tune into ourselves find out what's really working for me and stick with it and grow and learn from that. And, um, you know, be open to many different ways because there are many paths to your overall well-being. Yes. Yes. And so as we look at um, sometimes, you know, wanting to manage our our well-being with, oh, you know, I just need a little bit of sugar and it's going to take me over that, you know, that mm-hmm. hump where I can really be focused and I'm looking at a study way back in 1995 where they were finding that um, children would become wild and inattentive after eating a lot of sweets and Mm -hmm. um, even though at that time most researchers were steadfastly insisting that the effects of sugar were negligible there was a new study way back in 95 at Yale University School of Medicine that says that what parents were observing uh, was correct, that within Mm -hmm. hours after um, normal healthy children are given a lot of sugar on an empty stomach, their bodies would release large amounts of adrenaline, cause Mm -hmm. symptoms of shakiness, anxiety, excitement, and concentration problems. So it's, it's interesting how we're becoming more and more aware now of how that really affects hyperactivity problems. Mhm. That is true. And I, the point I don't now know where they've modified, you know, the food in school and the drinks in school that they can access in the vending machines and um, in the cafeteria and so on. So it's really, you know, 20 years later, um, it has become of increasing concern, and and, people, and government and um, private sector are doing something about it. Right. Right. And um, I do have a list here um, that we have adapted from um, a doctor by the name of Nancy Appleton, and she lists 146 reasons why sugar is ruining your health. And um, I think like you're saying, nowadays what we're doing is we're kind of playing catch-up. You know, before they were saying, oh, no, sugar's really not that bad. But what's coming up nowadays is, you know, they're starting to link sugar back to more and more conditions that if we just eliminate or control that one little thing in our lives, how it can affect our overall well-being. And um, if, if you like, I have about the top 20 that I can share with you. Please. And um, that's, you know, like it says, the top 20 reasons why sugar can ruin your health. Um, It can suppress the immune system. It interferes with the absorption of calcium and magnesium. It can weaken your eyesight. It can cause hypoglycemia. It can cause rapid rise of adrenaline levels in children. It, cont- it contributes to obesity. It causes arthritis. It can cause heart disease and emphysema. It can contribute to osteoporosis. It can increase your cholesterol. 
It can lead to both prostate cancer and ovarian cancer. It can contribute to diabetes. It can cause cardiovascular disease. It can make our skin age by changing the structure of the collagen. It can produce a significant rise in triglycerides. It can increase the body's fluid retention. It can cause headaches, including migraines. It can cause depression. It can contribute to Alzheimer's disease. And it can also interfere with our absorption of protein. So those are just a few of the ones that stood out for me when I went through this list. And she has over 146 reasons of why sugar can be ruining our health. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I can relate to probably at least five of those on the list. Yeah. I, you know, it's reminding me uh, years ago when I had to do some intense memorization uh, to be able to do my TEDx talk. Um, You know, you get one chance to get through it all and not forget anything. And I knew that I had to completely get myself off of sugar. And I knew that I'd been having sugar and that I was going to have some withdrawals and you know, just the toxicity of getting through that, the headaches and all that that can come out from uh, removing all of that from your diet. But I'll tell you, within just like two days, I I could already feel and notice my memory, um, my health, everything, you know, shifting. And I was able to do the memorization um, pretty quickly that I needed to do because I was able to, you know, completely eliminate that from my diet. Um, So I I know how significant an effect it can have just on memorization and memory alone. Um, So just to be aware that when we, you know, when we feel like we need a quick fix to increase our adrenaline level, that there are other ways. What? What other ways would you recommend, Tony, instead of going for that quick sugar fix? Well, there's there's many different things. I have, you know, some 10 basic action steps that I use when I'm trying to, you know, either one, you know, curve my appetite for sugar and just, you know, go into more natural, um, holistic ways of maintaining my energy and so forth. And the first thing I recommend is water, water, water. Our body is made up of 75% water, and if we deplete that, it's looking for other ways to get its energy and to get its fuel. So the first thing I always do is, you know, fuel up on water, get hydrated. And then another thing we can do is get our energy from proteins and fresh fruits and our greens. Greens are so, so important for our bodies. Um, You know, think ahead when you're going out. Prepare a healthy snack to take with you to avoid those grab-and-go Snicker bars or, you know, if you have to stop at a gas station or whatnot, grabbing those convenience foods. Take a small thing of of beef turkey, you know, carrots, whatever, something, some nuts, some trail mix, something that will give you that boost of energy without going for that sugar fix. Um, And then, you know, the other side of it is, you know, sometimes we're go, 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 go all the time. We don't stop to just let our bodies 
reheal, um, heal and refresh itself. So instead of reaching for those desserts, de-stress. You know, get your rest, take a hot bath, go for a walk, get a big good book, call a friend, you know, but, you know, take care of yourself as well, and you'll wake up feeling refreshed and ready to go and energized. So that's the problem. If you don't plan ahead and start really um, plan, I'm going to say scheduling what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat it, and noticing what your energy levels are, then you're going to get into this cycle that's just, it's like a hamster wheel, you know, just hard to get off, but you actually have to take yourself off of it and put it, put yourself in a different wheel of really planning and noticing. And, and like you were saying earlier too, Tony, that everybody's different. So what might work for me and managing my sugar levels may not work for somebody else because we're all so different, right? That is correct. You, you really have to learn to do a check-in with yourself and just kind of, even if you're just doing that day, maybe go back through your day and say, hey, what, how did I feed myself today? Did I get my water? Did I get my rest? Am I eat, what kind of foods am I eating? And just do a mental check-in and see, is there something maybe I can alter for tomorrow or do better? Or maybe try something and see how it works for you the next day or so and see if you can curve that and get your natural energy from other sources. We're looking at how to manage our adrenaline levels. Um, what, what? I don't know if you can even answer this question. What would you say might be a normal notice or observation of your adrenaline level? I mean, what what might you notice is happening to you if your adrenaline levels are high or low? And what kind of foods might be considered to raise the adrenaline without sugar or to lower the adrenaline without sugar? And then we'll also go into some music preferences, too. But do you have some Mm -hmm. recommendations about types of food groups that might help manage that adrenaline level? Well, like I said, um, going back, I I can reference what works best for me. Like if, if I'm... For me personally, like I said, because we're all different, greens work awesome for me. I, When I'm eating my broccoli, collard greens, green beans, my um, romaine salads, kale, those type of things, when I am consistent with that as part of my diet, I have a natural energy rush. I can go all day. I don't get the dips in energy and I just feel energized. It's same with my water, and it's, it, those are the two things. When I am hydrated, I am up. I am going. I feel my mind is clear. My mind is active, going. I have energy. I can go. Um, I, I believe, is that what you're asking, Judith? Am I on the right track there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, what it's really doing, what you're counseling, I think, people to do is just to notice when your energy is high and when it's low and what you would like unconsciously do that you're now going to make a conscious effort about in, in managing that. And is it the greens that work for you? And if so, which greens? I remember when you and I were discussing, because um, I know you'll do like free consults. So I know that if, if people are interested, they can go to your website, right? And yes, connect absolutely. with you if they would like to get a free consult. 
but the, what was valuable yes. for me in our free consult was um, get, getting tips about what to notice and um, how to um, dialogue with myself about what what I'm noticing, you know, and what what will work. What is what are my favorite foods? And you really started triggering me, going, oh. I forgot, I really do like that. You know, how come I don't have that in my life anymore? <laughs> so yes. it's really looking at, you know, what are those comfort foods that, that would be healthy for you um, and how can you get those back into your life again? So I, I know that everybody, because I know you did a, a history of like, well, what did you like when you were young, you know, as a child, when right. did you eat at home? And it could be that there were some comfort foods at home that were really healthy for you that you just completely forgot about, you know, and and right. we go through life and, and where we might be living or what kind of foods we gravitate to or who we're living with, you know, could also change what our food consumption looks like. So it's just reminding ourselves about what we have really enjoyed over our lifescape and um, bringing those back in if we if we haven't been adjusting them recently. Yes, and that, that is also something I do as I work with, with clients and so forth, is I encourage them to create their own cookbook. And as we learn and grow about, you know, learning about our bodies and what works for us, I say, okay, write down those recipes that you really like that really work for you. So when we do kind of slide back or maybe we're going through a low, we can kind of look back and say, oh, yes, this is what's worked for me before. So you have something to refer to or to inspire you to help you get back on track and to feel good again. Yes, yes. So I know that um, we're also going to look at music um, for mm-hmm. helping us to manage our adrenaline levels. So, for instance, if you're feeling really um, hyperactive and just, oh, I'm taking all this done, um, mm-hmm. sometimes – um, music can help change that because we know that music operates from our central nervous system and can manage hormone levels, um, which mm-hmm. includes adrenaline. And so as we look at some choices that you've got for our listeners, um, if you go to the musicforlifeblog.com, which is connected to this uh, blogtalkradio.com uh, website, uh, you can see what Tony's music preferences are. So there was somebody that I had not heard of before, Irene Boggs. <laughs> is the daughter-in-law of Mary Manon Morrissey, right? Yes, yes. I've been to a couple of her Mary Morrissey's conferences, and she was there, and she has a CD of these incredible affirmer jams. And I just fell in love with it ever since I heard it. That is a a new word for me, an affirmer jam. So it's like an affirmation and jamming on it or what? Yes, exactly. That's what it is. It's, it's um, you know, more of kind of a, the pop, um, I would say, genre. But they just, they will pick you up, help you feel good. Um, like when I'm not feeling good, say I'm low, instead of grabbing for sugar or something else, you know, that just it brings me up. She has one that's called Just Be. And it's just about being happy with yourself, where you are right here in your life, the way you look, the what's going on around you. And it just kind of brings peace overall around me and feeling happy and grateful for who I am right now. Wow, plus raising the energy level, which sugar might do yes. instead and, you, and when you don't want to do that. And then the other song that you had a preference for was Excuse Me by Irene mm-hmm. Boggs. 
same lady. Yes. And that was a little bit more slow, right? It's not as upbeat as Just Be. It's, yeah, it's a little slower than the other song. And what I really liked about that is that, excuse me, is a reference to our self-talk. And it's interrupting that self-talk. So if you're kind of going, oh, I, I don't know why I'm doing this diet. It's not going to work or whatever it may be. I don't know why I'm going to this job. I don't like it anymore. Or I'm just not very good at what I'm doing. It's that inner voice saying, excuse me, you are, you know, you're great, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. And it's kind of, you know, yourself talking to yourself about don't let these self-doubting negative self-talk get to you. You are great. And that's what it is. So it's that excuse me is you interrupting that negative self-talk to yourself. And then we look at the next two songs that you chose by Karen Drucker. Thank you for this Mm -hmm. day and beauty in you, you know, and it's just, one is a, a gratefulness song that um, is a little bit upbeat, and then the beauty in mm-hmm. you is a little bit slower and really reaffirming mm-hmm. how how beautiful you are. Yes, and that's you know for me personally when I'm going through whether I'm really high on my adrenaline or low, these type of songs just bring me back to center and and just makes me feel grateful for who I am. For our listeners, um, what I want you to pay attention to as you might try these songs out is how they could be incorporated into your music listening habits. So if you discover that you're in high stress or high adrenaline or low adrenaline and these songs aren't really picking you up or bringing you down like you desire, um, I want you to go to the TEDx Talk Music Powers Potential Building Mental Fitness and learn more about your music listening habits to see how you can adjust them in order to manage your adrenaline levels better. Um, There's also a music medicine boot camp that you can take that really instructs you about what your health story is um, depicted by the music that you choose. So it's just a a real fun way of understanding how to harness the power of music in a better way. I want everybody to know that I'm actually broadcasting from Fort Benton in Montana. I am in this valley in Montana, beautiful valley with the Missouri River flowing um, nearby, and I'm getting ready, Tony, to get on this wilderness trip <laughs> where we're going to be on the Missouri River from in Montana for 50 miles over the next four days, and as you can imagine, um, I've been really paying attention as to what I've been packing in our um, food. Uh, there is no sugar. Um, it's vegetables, it's fruits, it's some meats, it's some crackers, um, it's some uh, good uh, meals that we're going to be cooking at night. Hopefully we're going to be catching some fish on the river and enjoying it as well. And, and we'll have no electronics with us. So as soon as we sign off tonight, there go my electronics, right? Not out the window, but um, stuffed somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's great. Have a great time. <laughs> So as, we, so as we look with our listeners, um, what else would you like to add? What have we not talked about in the short time that we have left yet before we sign off, Tony? What would you like well, to share one, with them? Maybe one last thing. You know, sometimes, you know, we think to ourselves, I don't eat a lot of sugar. Um, you know, I'm really good with my diet. I'm, I'm really good with what I eat. And what I invite people to do is just do a day test. 
And whether it's a food log or whether you get a, a glass cup and you're tracking your sugar with teaspoons, etc., you know, just do a count of maybe how many grams you eat that day, just with your normal daily activities, and see where you stand because, you know, the USDA, the World Health Organization, and the American Heart Association, they all recommend no more than nine to um, six to nine teaspoons a day, which equals about 20 grams. And you may be surprised when you try this challenge just where you stand with that and how quickly those 20 grams add up. And so once uh, you do that, whether you know, see where you fall on the scale and then maybe try to start making adjustments just from there. Thank you so much, Tony, for these wise words. You've been listening to Music for Life with Judith Pinkerton. Till we meet again, notice how you purposefully self-medicate with music to build mental fitness and power your potential and make it a great day.